Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Why, hello, everybody. What up, Yins guys? This is your girl, Kim, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I hope Yins guys are doing good. We got some interesting things going on in the month of December. Let me tell you, honey. Okay, so first of all, premiere of Atlanta was amazing, and it was so cool to get to know our new housewife, Drew, a little bit better the last episode, and let me tell you, her husband, Ralph, Ralph, you got to do better. Be better than the gap. We all know what I'm talking about. If you all saw that episode recently, whenever he left mysteriously for three days and didn't even tell his wife where he was going or the family, that's some fucked up shit. I'm not about it. No. Wrong. And with him trying to defend himself, I just need to get away. Well, you know what? Maybe she wants to get away too. But you know what? She doesn't. Why? Because she's a responsible adult and doesn't do stupid bullshit. So I don't know if I like Ralph, to be honest, but I do like Drew. She seems super cool. And seeing Cynthia plan her wedding, I know I totally went into Atlanta for sure, which is good because I was excited for Atlanta. I'm excited to see where it's headed. Uh, We see that Kenya's kind of going through the whole her ex-husband, maybe ex-husband. I totally forget his name, even though he was such an asshole. I feel like I should remember his name. But I really don't, which I'm not offended because, again, he's an asshole. I don't really care Um, about his name, of course. I do care that he's an asshole, though. But you know what? We're just going to get into other Bravo stuff. So let's just start off with the shit with what the Bravo. So what the Bravo? I mean, really? Guys, this is big headliner news in the Bravo-verse, okay? LVP. Our queen, Lisa Vanderpump. We all know about the love of her life. And no, it's not Ken. It is her beloved Pomeranian, Jiggy. My bravo believers, my lovelies. Jiggy has passed away. I'm sad. Jiggy was like the shit, okay? We find out Jiggy passed on Saturday. Lisa made this post on Instagram, and I'm going to quote what she said. She says, we are devastated to say that our beloved Jiggy has passed away this morning. Again, that was this past Saturday. He was truly loved, and we know how many of you loved him too. And you know what, Lisa? We did love Jiggy. We loved his little outfits. He was probably the most spoiled pet I've ever seen in my entire life. But the Vanderpumps gave him an amazing, beautiful life. And we're thinking of you. And Jiggy, may you rest in doggy heaven. We will miss you. And it's interesting, too, because I did read somewhere. Actually, no, it was on her post. She says, because of Jiggy, her and Ken started the Vanderpump Dog Foundation. So it's all because of that beautiful little puppy life of Jiggy. That made them want to do more for little puppies and doggies everywhere. So, again, sad news in Vanderpump Rules history. Uh, Jiggy, we love you. And in other news, Southern Charm. Oh, okay. 
This past episode of Southern Charm, when we find out once again that Austin's a dumbass and he tests positive for COVID because he's irresponsible just like Craig. And guess what? Craig got COVID too. Like seriously, come on guys, grow the fuck up. You're in your 30s. Come on. This is some 20 some year old shit. And guess what? Madison knew it. She didn't want to take it anymore. So she broke up with the dude on the show. I thought that was a good move because honestly, she's in such a different place than Austin. Austin is not ready to settle down. He's not ready to commit. I think he's not ready because he really doesn't want to face the fact that he is getting older and that he's going to have to have some responsibility and ownership for his stupid shit that he does. So we see this pan out on the show. He finally is negative for COVID. So he calls up Madison, says, hey, I'm negative. I want to come see you, blah, blah, blah. So she welcomes him into her home. And that's where she's like, look, I'm done with this. I don't see you in the future with me. I don't see you long term. And I just figure I should end it now. Good snaps for you, Madison. Yes, yes, yes. So she talks more about this by going on the Daily Dish podcast, and she spoke on how she felt like Austin was really just being a little bit self-absorbed with this whole quarantine thing. I mean, obviously he was. He was quarantining with Craig. They were doing dumb shit like fraternity brothers would do when they're 18, 19 years old. Hello, honey, you're like 10 years older than them. Shaping up, okay? She expressed that she needed some emotional support at that time, right? Her salon, her business stuff was kind of at a halt at that point. So was Austin's. But let's just be honest. Wasn't his business at a halt whenever it really started? Like, I don't even understand. So that was kind of weird. So with Madison suffering with her business, with the whole quarantine, she wanted a little bit of emotional support from him. She wasn't getting it because he was being selfish. And in her mind, she's like, you know what? I need someone who's really going to be there for me. This is a hard time for me. I have to get my shit together, support myself. And I have a child that I have to feed. And Austin, you're not pulling your weight for what I need. So bye, bitch. Bye. He wasn't really putting her as a priority. She saw that. She's like, I'm done with this. And I support you, Madison. I think you made a right move because I'm pretty sure you've moved on to better things for yourself. And Austin, I think, is still probably coasting, which is fine. He can do that. I just saw that it wouldn't work out. And I think a lot of us did, too. So moving on to our Potomac Ladies, okay, this is still What the Bravo, but it's a nice little uh, intro to what we're going to talk about today for the reunion part one. So Giselle, our girl Giselle, man, does she go through a lot for this first round of reunion, okay, and we will get to it. I read this on Reality Blur uh, website, and Giselle apparently was saying through that whole eight hours of filming the reunion, what, a couple weeks ago, she said that there was... And I quote, no resolution at the reunion. So I guess she was looking forward to, you know, talking things out with the ladies and basically allow themselves as girlfriends, as closest girlfriends, like Ramona Singer. No, she wanted to allow themselves as girlfriends to hear each other out, talk their shit, but also move forward in a positive direction. She also said that Robin felt that way, too. That's what she wanted. I'm sure the other girls wanted that, too, except for Monique and Karen, maybe. But I don't know. Maybe Candace, too. But who knows? And then, obviously, she says she didn't feel like that happened. They left probably on worse terms than before, which is sad. But I'm just, I can't fucking wait to see the rest of it. And then someone also asks her about 
her assumption if Monique is going to come back, if she knows anything. Giselle's hitting them saying, that's above my pay grade. I don't hire or fire. But clearly we see that Candace has also made a response saying that she does not want to film with Monique. So if there is going to be a next season with both of them, how's Bravo going to do it? Because Candace bluntly put out there, I'm not filming with Monique. Understandably so. I don't know if I'd want to film with someone who kind of beat the shit out of me in a sense. I know she didn't really get kicked the shit out of her, but you know what? I wouldn't want to be around someone who literally attacked me like that. So I'm with Candace on that. I get it. From that whole thing, then I read that sources say that Andy Cohen has hinted in a recent interview that he did, I don't know who it was with, but in a recent interview, he hinted that the cast will likely remain the same for the next season. Oh, I am so curious as to what's going to happen with that. And I have anxiety just thinking about it like, oh my God, yes. So since we're talking about that shit, reunion part one, honey of Potomac, let's do it. So I always compare and contrast reunions from different franchises. My first thought of this reunion versus the Roni reunion. My thoughts are it's going to get a little nasty, a little mean, and really digging below the belt. And I'm a little nervous for that because I already, after this first episode, I've been in my feelings about it, especially with Giselle. I'll get there in a little bit. But compared to Roni, as I said in previous episodes before, I feel like the Roni women, they hash out their shit, but at the end of the day, they still have love for each other. I feel like with this one, they're going to hash their shit out, even though Giselle says there is no resolution, so maybe they don't. But I don't think collectively as a group that they're going to be cool, if you will. With that, loved it. The girls came in, masks up and all. Candace comes in with her leopard mask, looking all good with her glasses, talking to the lady who's taking her temperature with the head, you know, all that stuff. She says she's coming in with a lot of anxiety, but it has nothing to do with COVID or anything. Clearly, it's because of Monique. We know. We see Andy meeting T'Challa. T'Challa-luya. Hello. Hashtag that shit. T'Challa-luya. And then he goes to see Giselle asking her as she's getting her makeup and shit done. He's like, do you think Karen's going to approve of your style? Oh, of her outfit. Which, first of all, all the ladies look great. My best dressed, in my opinion. Hmm. Let's see. I would probably put Monique as number one. I thought she looked great. Uh, Number two, I'd probably say Giselle. Number three, I would probably put Robin. Then I would do Wendy. Then I would do Ashley. Then I would do Candace. Do they only have six or is there seven? Uh, Let me think here. Oh my God. My last one would be Karen. I didn't think Karen looked great. For some odd reason, her dress with her boobs, it just bothered me. It didn't look good and it was just weird. But yeah, Monique number one, last on my list is Karen, which is hilarious because Karen thinks that Giselle has no style. But we'll get into that. It's crazy. While Andy is meeting all the women in their dressing room, he meets up with Candace and she's sitting there getting ready and shit. But she's watching... Monique in her confessional. She's basically watching an episode again, 
maybe to reflect and get her ready for the emotional trauma and shit that she has to relive, which sucks. But she's trying to prepare herself, I guess. So she's watching the show. It's literally at the point when the producers are looking at Monique and says, do you have any remorse? Oh, Andy comes in, interrupts. She's like, I just have to be ready. I have to be ready. Uh, I would just like to say, I think, and I will be quite frank with you, these reunion shows should not be called The Real Housewives of Potomac, blah, 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 Reunion 1. I think it should be called, wait for it, Andy's Angels, Potomac Edition. Or Atlanta. You get what I'm saying. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Because Andy's the moderator of the whole thing. It's his shit. He does it well. Andy's angels. I think it'd be great to Chalalula hashtag that shit again. And I'm totally down for it. So as the ladies sit down in their assigned seats, Andy is greeting each one of them. Karen He is asking her, is that a new wig from your line? And then obviously it is. Karen is repping her line. Yes, the wig shift party did work out in her favor. Yes, she was wearing Victoria (sighs) from her collection. I'll have to check out Karen's website, Kern, just to see if that shit is real. And I'm curious. I'm sure that you guys are curious too. We should all do it together. So then when he talks to Wendy, he's like, hey, Wendy, nice to have you on the show. First reunion. Yay. Uh, Have you gotten any degrees since we saw you? LOL, LOL, Ha ha ha. It was nice, too, that they flashbacked on the looks of the women from season one to now. So you saw the progression of Karen and her looks, also her wigs, throughout the years she's definitely gotten better over time in my opinion and then we see the fashion of Giselle (laughs) from the beginning to now yeah I don't I don't I don't know what to say about that uh but whenever Andy asks all the women about Giselle's style that was an interesting thing to to watch essentially So then Andy asks Karen, because she does look a little different from whenever she first started the show, and says, have you had any work done? Basically pointing at her face. And Kern says that she got injections in her nose because she has trouble breathing. So I guess she got like filler or something. So there's Karen getting the fillers in her nose, making herself to breathe better. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. She can smell like Leah does, right? (sighs) Because we know our girl Leah, she's a smeller. We saw it on Roni, honey. Okay, so now we get to the Giselle fashion question. We all know that Karen thinks that she has terrible style. I don't know if she has the best style in the group because we already know last week I said Robin is my style queen. Yes, yes, I'll wear anything that she wears because she looks fucking great. Her style is my style. I dig it. So a lot of the girls were... A lot of the girls were saying that her style was very unique, right? One fan asks, writes into Andy and says, does Giselle get dressed in the dark? Oh, that was some shade thrown by that fan. And I'm pretty sure if she knew who you were and she saw that you followed her, she'd probably block your ass. So you are very bold for even asking that question, but I also very much appreciate it. So thank you. Karen then goes by saying that Giselle's trademark is her terrible taste in fashion. Karen, 
Is yours so much better? I mean, honestly, I can't. I can't, Karen. I just can't. Andy asks the girls, who do you think the best style of the group is? Monique says, Karen. Okay, Karen does have some cool stuff, but again, I don't think it is her. Then he asks Candace, who do you think is the most stylish? Candace, of course, says herself first, and then she says, Karen. And then Andy looks at Monique and says, oh, Monique, I thought you would have said yourself. And she's like, nope, I'm not that vain. And then you see Candace, and she says, in person, Ooh, Candace is there to come after her, but we all know by the end of the episode, Monique is really in it to win it, but she does it in a mean, like Regina George times 30 million, way meaner than Regina George. Hopefully that made sense. I feel like it didn't because I'm an idiot right now, but okay, let's keep going, shall we? Wendy says that Giselle suffers from pretty girl syndrome. (laughs) Which allows her not to try so hard with her outfits. And then we see Candace saying, you know what, Giselle? It would be really nice if you just got a really good stylist for one day. So obviously we are seeing that majority of the women think that Giselle's fashion sucks balls. Okay, even whenever Robin is being asked by Andy You can see in Robin's face that she feels like she's been stuck in a corner and she's like, "Uh, uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that she wears, it's not my choice. Like it wouldn't be working for me, but she rocks it. I mean, way to cover for your friend, Robin. That was impressive. And I still feel like we all saw what your real thought was because of your hesitation, if you will, with your answer. But she's not going to go against her green-eyed bandit sister. I wouldn't. They're sisters from another mister. Let's just be real. But in a nutshell, hashtag they hate Giselle style. Oh, well. Moving on. We get to a nice little flashback of Wendy through the season. Andy brings up, after they're talking about the girls welcoming her, Andy brings up how she is the first Nigerian woman on a housewife show. He says, how does the Nigerian culture react to you being on this show? And Wendy responds that her culture loves that she's on the show and she's basically considered royalty. So she's still teaching at Johns Hopkins. And we obviously know that she's still pursuing the political commentary thing, but she didn't really mention a lot of it then. She was speaking more about the educational thing because Ashley brings up this statement on how Wendy liked to use her degrees on the show because we all know, we all heard about it. She's got four degrees. Four, honey. Four, four, four. Ashley felt that Wendy used her degrees to bring other people down and make herself above those people. Her in particular. Ashley even said that. So with that said, Wendy responds back and says education is huge in the Nigerian culture and it is probably one of the most important things. So that's why she always brought it up. First of all, she's proud of it, which I would be too. Like fucking yes, Wendy, you do your thing. Not a lot of people have four degrees. Anything that anyone accomplishes, I think, should be recognized. And the person who achieved it should be proud of themselves. And I think Wendy throughout, I mean, did we hear it too much? Maybe, but it it was part of the show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But she's proud of herself. And I support Wendy as far as, 
She can talk about it until she's blue in the face. I don't even care because she did it. She's proud of herself. And I think she, I think she's allowed to do that. So for all people that aren't down with it, Yin's guys aren't nice. (laughs) But yeah, Wendy, I support you. You keep talking about your four degrees. I mean, hell, get another one. Like shit, let's just keep going that degree train, okay? So continuing on the Wendy train here, we find out through Giselle that Karen was trying to get Dr. Wendy kicked off of the show as soon as she was accepted to be on the show. She was not about Dr. Wendy. No, no, no. How did that conversation get started? Well, because they were talking about the education stuff. And then Andy said something how Giselle brought up Dr. Wendy being a floozy freelancer, then we see that Karen never said it. She said, I never said floozy. That comes out of Giselle's mouth. Oh, we do find out that Giselle did add the word floozy. And then we hear Andy. That's a big ad. So Giselle was trying to stir the pot a little bit, even though she did love, she does love some Dr. Wendy. She was still, she was stirring the pot because Karen did not say that. But obviously it created a huge thing. Giselle then says that Karen pulled her aside somewhere in Portugal saying, you know, Dr. Wendy, she's not Potomac. She needs to not be on this show. Even Robin backed Giselle up with that whole thing. So damn, okay, that's crazy. Wendy thinks the reason why Karen didn't like her that much is because, and she may have a point to this, with any newcomer to the group, if you look at the beginning of the uh, of the show, really, Ashley was the newbie. She was the youngest. She was looking for some sort of mentorship type of thing from Karen. Then you see Candace. Again, she was a younger, a younger one that came onto the show. Newbie. She was also looking for some sort of mentor in Karen, maternal type of thing in Karen. Dr. Wendy didn't need that. She doesn't want that. First of all, she's a mother of three. Second of all, she's got four degrees. Hello. But she wasn't looking for that from Karen. But amazingly so, amazingly, amazingly, listen to this. They ended up, (laughs) they have the same fashion sense because they were wearing the same exact damn shoes during that reunion. So they have to have some sort of similarities with each other by picking the same shoes. So I'm just saying, can't you guys just be friends? Just be friends. After they did the whole Wendy flashback of the season, thoughts, etc., then we go to Candace. Okay, yes, back to it. I feel... I don't even remember the words. I just made that shit up, but it's cool. It's cool. So Andy shades Candace. And he says, this is the very beginning. He's like, so I heard you moved out of Mama Dorothy's house. Oh, thank you, Andy, for doing that. Listen, Andy knows the shit. He knows how to play the game. I feel like some of the housewives have learned from him. He throws just enough shade where you can tell like, oh, man, that was a dig. But people still like you. You don't do it in such a manner where people literally want to like choke your face off. So I applaud you, Andy, for doing that. I feel like one who has learned from you, Tamara Judge, would be one of them. Uh, Let me see. Who else? Who, who, who does, who makes everyone else do the dirty work and then they just wipe their hands clean? Ooh, sometimes I feel like Giselle does that. She's very good at it. She's a shade monster. It, didn't someone say she's a shade monster? I think so. That, that might have been a few seasons past. But then Andy asks Candace 
So yeah, you released a song. How do you compare it to Ashley's song? Ooh, Candace, she's like, there is no comparison. There is no comparison. Ooh, then Ashley comes back, says, you know what? I did a bunch of shit. I performed live, blah, blah, blah. And then Candace says, your vocals are shit. They're shit. She didn't say shit. She said trash. But Ashley's vocals are trash because she used auto-tune and Candace didn't. Listen, with this, I'm in support of Candace. Candace is right. You can definitely tell there's some auto-tuning in Ashley's song, which is fine to each their own, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want. But as far as raw talent, if you're asking me, Ashley versus Candace, Candace all the way with the musical talent and the ability. Uh, could Ashley work on it? Yeah, if you work at something hard enough and you want to do it, I'm sure and I know that you can progress more so. But Ashley don't want to do it. I mean, she's pregnant with another baby. She's focusing on that, which is fine, perfectly fine. But yeah, I'd say Candace, musical ability, yes. But between Candace and Ashley, who do I like better? Clearly it's Ashley. Moving on from the vocals. <laughs> Andy calls her. So he says, you know, Candace, you're kind of a disaster on Twitter. She just looks right at him and she says, thank you. Oh my God, she is proud of herself. She is proud of herself that she is cutting everybody from Sally to Brenda to George to whoever down the street. She is proud cutting everyone down. I just don't understand. I don't understand it. And we see, oh yeah, I remember. We see Chris Samuel saying, hurt people, hurt people. I don't know. I think he has a point. I feel like Candace, we know that she's hurt because she's still emotionally sad about everything that happened. So I feel like maybe that's part of the reason why she's going after people. Obviously, all the girls in the in the show that are in support or trying to help Monique or whatever, she doesn't like that because it's not all about her and all that kind of stuff. She is kind of uh, what we would call a spoiled little brat. She's a little spoiled. She's used to getting what she wants whenever she wants it. I mean, we obviously see that Mama Dorothy gave her a really good life, which is great. But I feel as if she just wants to tear people down. And I think it's unnecessary and it's not productive for her to wanting to better her life. But again, who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up, Kim. No, I, I just want to keep talking about it. Okay. <laughs> so after Andy said that, she was saying, I have to defend myself against people who are coming at me. I can see what she means by that, but I don't necessarily think that you have to do it all the time. Be the bigger person, walk away. Are those people worth it? No, you want to sleep at the end of the day. You don't want to go to sleep worried about fucking someone who you don't even know. That's ridiculous. Then we have Ashley. She's chiming in about Candace being mean on Twitter, still calling her a roach and who she had to sleep with, blah, 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 with Michael and the relationship and the baby. This was all last season, we remember. But I thought this was interesting. When Candace and Ashley were going off on each other and Ashley was recalling last year whenever she came after her on Twitter, you know, all that kind of shit. Robin comes in and says, you were offended by that. And she's like, yes, yes, I was offended by the shit that she said. And then Robin said something like, well, she said that Dean looked like Michael. You were offended by that. And Ashley said, yes. I don't know if any of you heard it. But she said, yes, I thought that was interesting. In my mind, I'm like, why are you offended? He's your husband. You're married to him. Don't you love him? 
don't you find him attractive? I'm very confused by her response. Maybe she wasn't really listening when Robin was saying that because she had so much adrenaline and hatred and anger toward Candace. But I thought that was an interesting response. And if y'all didn't catch it, watch the episode again and that shit is real. So a fan writes in and asks the women if they think colorism plays a part on how fans react to them on Twitter because I guess Candace and Wendy were really experiencing some not nice people on Twitter going against them, okay, saying that they're very aggressive. So the fan wanted to know, is that a colorism thing? Monique comes in and she says, I don't think it has anything to do with color. It's the actions that play out from the person responding. Okay, I hear what you're saying, Monique. Then Ashley saying the word aggressive to Wendy whenever Wendy was addressing her in one of the episodes saying, it's Dr. Wendy, sweetie. Ashley said that she was very aggressive. It's a trigger word for Wendy. And she says it's a nod for certain people to snap off to bring that type of stereotype of an aggressive black woman. So Wendy says you should probably pick another word instead of using the word aggressive. So I hear where she's coming from too. That was an interesting conversation throughout all the ladies because I feel like each one of them had a different opinion for that whole topic. It was a delicate topic, so they only spent a little bit of time on it, and then eventually they moved on. But it was an interesting question that that fan had. What do you guys think? Do you think that colorism has a part of how these fans are reacting to some of these housewives? Now, we find out that Candace is also getting her MBA in business administration. That's kind of neat. She's going back to school. Good for you. Improving her life, improving herself. We also find out... Yes, her and Chris did buy a new home and her mother donated a rubber plant or some shit. But we already knew that she bought a home like a couple weeks ago or a week ago. I don't even know. But we already knew that. But it was nice. We saw it on the show. Cool. (laughs) And then basically finishing up on the Candace flashback, Andy just looks at her and says, you know, Candace, I think your life would be a little bit easier if you relax just a little bit on Twitter. Pretty sure she's not listening to Andy. People should listen to Andy. He knows this shit. He's been around it. it like, he created this shit. He knows. Just listen. He, he's, he is a wise, wise man, okay? And he's not old. He's just wise. He knows his shit. He's been in the biz. He knows what's up. But Candace isn't going to listen. So as soon as that is done, they take a commercial break. And we already saw this via the Instagram uh, post a couple days ago or something last week. Whenever the girls are released for a bathroom break, but it was only five minutes. And then all of a sudden we see like a behind the scenes type of thing, if you will, with Monique and Ashley during this break. Monique is saying that Candace, again, is not taking any type of accountability for her crazy ass actions on Twitter. And then she's saying that she's got a whole book. It is the book basically from the Mean Girls movie because it's mean. She's got a whole book of receipts that she said to Ashley that she's going to whip out and bring all these girls, these rumors of these women up to light because if they're coming after Monique, she's going to come after them. She is like really in it to win it. Okay, so she wants... The, the viewers such as myself and Yin's guys, she wants us all to know the real story of their lives because a bunch of them are being fake per Monique's thoughts. So, sounds kind of scary. I'm a little nervous for all the women, but I also want to know. Like, tell us. Please 
tell us. So after the Candace flashback, then we have a Giselle flashback of the season. Yay! <laughs> Andy asks about her home. We've seen it. If you guys watch Bravo chat room, we see like one part of her home and the decor and all that kind of shit. So I guess she also has been getting shit from people online about her home decor style. So <laughs> I just think that's kind of funny. Oh, why can't you just leave poor Giselle alone? She's going through a lot. She has a shitty ass ex-husband. Leave her alone. Okay, let her do her thing. Karen says that her home is basically like a Ronald McDonald something or whatever. I don't know really what that means, but obviously we know that Karen was trying to be a bitch about it. And even though I don't know what it meant, I know that she was being bitchy just to be a bitch. So that was not cool, Karen. What the hell? Then someone asked her about Every Hue Beauty, her makeup line, and what the deal is because I guess someone was trying to go online and the website wasn't working. So we find out that the manufacturer of Every Hue shut down because of COVID. So Karen has to open up her freaking mouth and says, oh, and you thought LaDom wasn't a real thing? You didn't think it was a real business? But y'all are shut down right now, and I'm still in business. I'm in Bloomingdale's, blah, 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 blah. Like, Karen, we don't give a fuck. Obviously, people like it because you're in Bloomingdale's. That's great. I haven't smelled the thing. I'm not really interested in it. Uh, I just feel like it's not going to be my thing. But she's coming down on Giselle. It's basically saying that karma is a bitch, honey, like she did to Ashley few seasons ago okay so she's coming back she's kind of being mean to Giselle I didn't like that I thought that was a low blow and then to continue with the low blows with Giselle damn she really she had a rough she had a rough first uh part one of the reunion I do have to say so after the every hue was addressed then we go on to the topic that I hate most pastor Jamal Bryant and his relationship with our love, our queen, Giselle. <sighs> Andy asks how it is with the whole COVID thing, with them seeing each other because he's in Georgia. Giselle says that it's been very hard because their numbers are like skyrocket up to the roof. And then Giselle was talking about how the girls and their dad have had better conversations after this season because they all watch themselves on television and they saw how the girls were responding to them getting back together. So Giselle was saying that her girls had individual conversations with Jamal about their feelings of everything that's been going on with them. So I guess their relationship is better now because of it. So she says, as far as her dad, because we all heard in one episode that he was like, he's got six or seven baby mamas. This is a bad move for her. Giselle says, you know what, my dad, as long as he's there for me, he can say whatever he wants. And he should be saying that kind of shit because he's my dad. That was interesting to hear. I don't think she wants to accept the words that her dad is saying about Jamal because I think she, I, I mean, I think she's in denial. I think she's in denial with the whole thing because I think she just wants that family dynamic for her girls to have the life that she wants them to have. And I get that. But I also feel like she's kind of burying her happiness because of it, which is sad. So 
Karen again comes in, opens up her goddamn mouth and says, the word on the street. She's trying to be Giselle at this moment because she came in with the word on the street comments a couple times. And I was like, do not say that. That is Giselle's. Those are Giselle's words. Shut up, Karen. Shut up. So Karen says, the word on the street is that Jamal and Giselle's relationship is fake. Fake. So she could keep her job as a housewife and that he was actually in reality right now seeing someone else and that person has a baby on the way, which would be the seventh baby of Jamal's like kids or something. Okay, that was pretty intense, an intense accusation of what's going on. How does she know this? I do not know. So then she says, are you and Jamal even together? And Andy obviously is curious. I'm curious too. Giselle, are you with him? She says that they are. They're together. So because this was happening, my heart was pounding so hard. And fun fact, by the way, because my mother, yay, she was watching it with me. She totally looked that shit up online. And apparently this is the juice. The juice is that in fact he does have a new recent child in his life. Jamal, which I say to you, fuck you, dude. You are not a good guy. Now, I think that was on this website called Distractify. So that's where we found it. Says this supposed mother of the pastor's new child. Oh, this is insane. Supposedly, this whole thing that we're talking about right now will come out into the next season of Potomac. That is a rumor. I don't know if this Distractify place is like an actual good source for like this type of tea. I have no idea, but that's what it said in the article. Distractify, honey. Okay, that's what it said. So I was like, holy shit, this can't be real. But if it is, I definitely want the cameras to be there. Like, holy shit. So then after Karen is saying all this shit, Monique comes, honey. She's getting her book. I got a book right now. Flipping pages, flipping pages. Yes, yes, yes. She is getting her book out. Yes, yes. The Burn Book, honey. I really can't remember the fucking book from Mean Girls. I don't remember what it was called. I'm pretty sure it was called The Burn Book. But anyways, Monique gets her book out. Giselle tab and all, honey, because it's all color-coded. That's what she said. And she says... Forget prostitution whore, okay? We have Pastor Holy Whore. That is uh, Pastor Jamal Bryant, okay? Monique says that she hopes that Jamal could finally be there for Giselle, especially at a reunion because she has a different man at a reunion all the time. But honestly, I don't know if I've really seen... No one was there for her last year. The year before, I don't don't think so. Um, I don't know. Has Jamal been to any of them? I can't... It's been a minute since I've seen the first and the second reunions. It's definitely been a minute. But anyways, she's basically saying that Jamal's never there. And she's like, well, I hope he's here today. (sighs) And then I think Karen asks, so is Jamal here? And then she says, no, he's not here. Oh, my God. I was like, I can't. In my mind, I was just like, I knew that he wouldn't be there. But can we just leave the Jamal thing to rest? Like, this is making me anxious. So actually, Andy asks Giselle if Jamal's going to be at the reunion, and she says no. From there, Monique is still coming after her about the Jamal thing, about him flinging his big D all over Atlanta, even as I speak. 
right now, or even as she spoke at the moment. You know what I'm saying. So Monique is really coming in hard to Giselle. And honestly, she's kind of being nasty. She's kind of being really mean about it. And could she be doing it in a different way? Absolutely. I also feel like because this is such a sensitive topic, I don't know necessarily if I'd want to bring it up in a reunion. I would rather want to hash that off before cameras rolled. And then you can still bring it up during the reunion. But it doesn't have to be this cutthroat and this mean. Like you can tell that Monique is really trying to hurt people. And if you saw Giselle's face during this whole thing, blank face, no words. And let's just be honest. We know that Giselle is not good at being quiet. Ever. She's always got something to say. She's always got an opinion. She's very expressive in the face. So you can tell. I could tell that this was getting to her. And I felt very sad. I felt very sad and angry and disappointed that Monique would go and do that in such a manner. And obviously she's definitely probably lost a lot of fans, if you would call them fans or whatever, people who follow her. She probably lost a lot of followers for that. And it, I don't know, it was just, it was so sad. I was so sad seeing that. Giselle does not deserve any of this shit. She is not the cause of Jamal's infidelity. Like that guy's just, he's just not a good person. So for her to really try to bring Giselle down with that type of stuff, it wasn't right. It wasn't nice. It, it just, I hear what Monique is trying to say, but you're cutting too deep too deep and then that's how the episode ended so then we see a preview for next week that Chris is going to be coming out they're going to be addressing this whole thing and then the rumor come back where Chris was supposedly cheating on Monique with the trainer remember that was the very beginning of the season and then the whole Sharice thing all that kind of shit so that comes into play again whenever Chris comes out so I think Monique is really just trying to to go below the belt and just say, hey, you know what? You guys are coming after me. I got all this shit on you. And for her to read those fucking text messages from that pastor lady who supposedly called her up about the whole, hey, is Jamal with Giselle? Because he's texting me left and right, like da-da-da-da-da. Like this is, he's only doing this so she can be on the show. This is only for reality television. This is not in real life. And then Monique says the phone number. 410 beep 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 Andy says is that his number pause for a cause honey then Giselle yeah that's his number holy shit man holy shit like I'm getting goosebumps right now because it makes me sad Ugh, I can't even deal with this so just leave Giselle alone she's a good person she deserves all the best things I just hate I hate it I hate her situation She's so deserving of the world. I feel like all of the women are realistically. Karen just needs to come down to like cloud reality and stop being so much in the clouds because her attitude during this whole reunion right now is kind of pissing me off too. So who's winning at the battle for this reunion? My thoughts. (sighs) Usually, as far as the winners of the reunion, I do it in like a fun type of manner Right now, I would say Monique and Karen are coming guns a-blazing, okay? I don't support them as being a winner because I think they're being very, very, very mean. Like, if we go back to Jersey, Jennifer and Margaret, they were doing the thing, honey. They were doing the thing, and I loved it. They were saying some stupid-ass shit, but it was fucking great, and I loved it. Loved the lines. Thank you. I'm not hearing that in this reunion. 
and I don't think I'm going to. This reunion is a lot deeper emotionally, I believe, than we saw in Roni, than Jersey, because it was realistically all about Teresa and Joe getting deported to fucking Italy and shit. But yeah, I don't think we're going to see the lighthearted, haha, cute, da da da. It's not going to be like that. So I'm anxious for next week. It's going to be a shit show amazingness. Yes. Also, too, oh, super exciting things for you guys. So next week, week of Christmas, honey. Yes. I have a special guest coming on my show. We're going to be talking some shit. 12 Days of Housewives. Okay. For real. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. The real Kyle Steven, honey. He is coming back. We are going to have a chat do some 12 days of housewives. Yes. And we're probably going to be talking all the shit going on in Atlanta, fucking Jersey, because that shit's probably going to be starting up sometime in January, early, mid-January. Um, so he is just going to be on and we are going to be doing the thing, honey. I hope you guys are excited because I know that I am. So with that, thank you so much, Yins guys, for listening. I appreciate all Yins out there. Week after week, coming back. I really do appreciate it. You guys are kick ass. So give me a follow on Instagram. My uh, my name is at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Follow us as well at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe spelled B-L-E-A-V. And again, I'm excited. Kyle's going to be coming on next week. This fucking week is going to be insane. Let's see what happens with fucking Southern Charm and, oh, Salt Lake City, honey. We see that Katie Maloney Schwartz and Lala travel back to their roots in Salt Lake City, Utah. I don't know if they're both from Salt Lake City, but I do know that they're both from Utah. But we see both of those bitches on the Salt Lake City show, which is interesting because apparently Lala's close with Whitney. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> okay, thank you, Bravo Gods, for putting them together, of course, for the show. That's just my own opinion, as Tamara would say. That's my opinion! So, let's see what's going on with that. Let's see what's going on with uh, the fucking OC and how the new housewife, I already forget her name, Elizabeth, I think her name's Elizabeth, how she's dealing with the whole divorce, being on hold for the COVID shit, so it'll just be interesting. Please rate and subscribe and review on iTunes. If you love the podcast, let us know. Please give a rating. I'd love to hear from you. So, have a great week, and I'll see you guys next Tuesday with Kyle. Take care, you guys. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.